District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to District of Conservation. I'm your host, Gabriella Hoffman. This podcast offers a sober examination into all things hunting, fishing, shooting sports, energy, environment, and the public policy surrounding it. And this podcast also specializes in original interviews that you won't hear elsewhere. Here's what I have for you today. I hope your August is off to a cooler start. Things are definitely substantially cooler here in the D.C. metro area. We've had some low humidity, and we hope it keeps that way coming up for the rest of the month. I have two very important stories I want to analyze with you before I embark to Alaska. I'm going to analyze a little more into detail the recent decision by the Department of Education to nix entirely all federal funding to school archery and hunting programs. And I'm also going to weigh in on a more localized issue in neighboring Arlington County, Virginia, where the deer wars have officially commenced. And I'll explain some of the situation there and what it means. And if you have the potential here in Northern Virginia to help cull the deer numbers because hunting has been recommended as a remedy to help overpopulation there. Let's start with the Department of Education. DOE, as you may have seen me report at Town Hall, a little bit on social media, thank you to everyone who has been sharing that Instagram reel. It's gotten some interesting traction, much appreciated for you to share it. But I'm going to largely base my analysis off of what I wrote at townhall.com because it condenses everything. I hyperlink to all the sources, parties, agencies involved. But Thomas Catanacci, who's a great reporter at Fox News Digital, I've interviewed with him, sent him some stuff before, but he's been on top of this beat pretty well, exclusively broke about a week or so ago the news that the Department of Education, using a loophole from the so-called Bipartisan Safer Communities Act to entirely gut federal funding under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, ECEA, of 1965 to say that archery and firearms equipment used is considered a dangerous weapon and therefore dangerous weapons like it should be barred and prohibited from federal funding under a provision, under a grant, under the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. And I'm going to go into detail a little bit more what that law does, But ESEA is supposed to ensure that public school systems and individual public schools are held accountable for monitoring and improving achievement outcomes for students and closing achievement gaps. The Department of Education told Thomas that, quote, this prohibition applies to all ESEA funds. The prohibition went into effect immediately on June 25th, 2022, and applies to all existing and future awards under ESEA programs, including the 21st Century Community Learning Centers, The department is administering that bipartisan law as written by Congress. Now, it is very easy to blame this administration for this misdeed. I hold them extremely responsible for all these attacks on hunting, fishing, shooting sports, firearms, the Second Amendment, what have you. They are to blame for this because they are administering this. But they got the mandate to do this because of help from Republicans in addition to Democrats. If you look at the breakdown of how this Bipartisan Safer Communities Act vote went You had 15 Senate Republicans joining all Senate Democrats last congressional session, the 117th, plus 14 House Republicans joining all congressional Democrats again last session. Maybe this wouldn't be the case now with the new House. But they also 
joined with Democrats to support this really shoddy piece of legislation. I was very skeptical of the BSCA. I don't support any gun control. It sounded great, sounded moderate. Yes, I know some friends of mine listening will disagree with me and say, how could you not support this? This is reasonable. But it turns out the bill, which was touted as reasonable and moderate and not going to strip any Second Amendment rights or have any unintended consequences, has led to this. Now, I alluded to this provision about dangerous weapons, question D1, under guidance that the Department of Education issued last November. I did thorough research on this. So they have determined that archery and hunting equipment and other shooting sports-related weapons are also now to be considered dangerous weapons that are ineligible for federal funds through the Stronger Connections grant under the BSCA. And the provision in question, as I wrote at Town Hall, Section 13401 of the BSCA amends Section 8526 of the ISEA meaning that it's going to be interpreted to not only prohibit funds for firearms, but also archery equipment. I'm reading from the guidance straight up. I'm not making anything up. Every link will be included in the show notes for you to read more. Section 13401 of the BSCA amended section 8526 of the ECA to prohibit the use of ECA funds, including those under stronger connections to provide to any person a dangerous weapon or training in the use of a dangerous weapon. The term quote dangerous weapon end quote means a weapon, device, instrument, material, or substance animate or inanimate that is used for or is readily capable of causing death or serious bodily injury, except that such term does not include a pocket knife with a blade of less than two and a half inches in length. According to the document, read the guidance for yourself. And it was also reported from Meat Eaters, Jordan Sellers, that hunter education courses are also going to be nixed in terms of those that are funded. And according to the International Hunter Education Association, I think all of us have taken a course from them, I have, online, they report that 500,000 students complete basic hunter education programs annually through ECA funding as well. And I argued in my town hall column, this is sadly what happens when you give an inch, even a measly inch, to gun control, regardless of how moderate the proposals sound. Two Republicans that backed this really misguided piece of legislation, John Cornyn and Tom Tillis, wrote to Secretary Miguel Cardona that they are misinterpreting the context and substance of the law. And here's what their letter reads in part. We were alarmed to learn recently that the Department of Education has misinterpreted the BSCA to require the defunding of certain longstanding educational and enrichment programs, specifically archery and hunting education courses for thousands of children who rely on these programs to develop the life skills, learn firearm safety, and build self-esteem. The department mistakenly believes that the BSCA precludes funding these enrichment programs. Such an interpretation contradicts congressional intent and text of the BSCA. Indeed, the BSCA provides a billion dollars for activities under Section 4108 of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 or activities to support safe and healthy students. Such activities include programs that integrate health and safety practices into school athletic programs, support a healthy active lifestyle, and enhance students' effective learning skills. Critical education programs like archery and hunter education fall well within this scope and promote student safety and health. 
we added that provision to ensure education funds would continue to support school enrichment programs and opportunities for students while other parts of the bill would specifically fund resource officers and school hardening measures. Using the BSCA as a pretext to shift critical education and enrichment resources away from archery and hunter education courses was never the intent of the law. The purpose of the department is to meet students' needs where they are and support the expansion of learning opportunities, not to take them away. Thought here, we don't weigh in so much on education programs. I have colleagues at IWF and elsewhere in public policy that focus specifically on education, but as it relates to conservation in the context of this podcast, have you seen what the Department of Education has been doing recently? Are we really to trust Miguel Cardona and his agency with stewarding funds properly or focusing on student productivity and results. Look what they did to student learning and how the quality of education has gone significantly down. So it doesn't surprise me to see them attack programs that promote student well-being, student productivity, inclusivity. We hear these terms all the time, regardless of a student's you know, geographic region, their socioeconomic status, experience level, what have you. Archery and Hunter's education programs are very stimulating and they get kids involved and hooked into these activities for a lifetime. And when you take away these funds, ideally, look, we want to try to have private funds, nonprofits do this, but in the space where it's appropriate, as it has been here for many, many years, this is where a proper stewarding of money can come into play. And this is one of the few times where the government can perhaps fund these type of activities. So they say Republicans, some of the Republicans, that the BSCA was not supposed to be interpreted like this. I say, given the direction that the Department of Education is going, they have free license to do this. 1.3 million students across the country in 9,000 schools in 49 states. I think I see the numbers, also 38 states. That may be the updated one. But between 38 to 49 states have these NASP programs fourth to 12th grade enrolled students. Can you imagine millions of students not having access to this? In response to this guidance, schools are nixing these programs altogether. Can you imagine, in addition to all the displacement and the interruptions to learning that kids had under COVID, now they have this interruption as well? I don't have kids. I have a niece and nephew that are not quite grade school level yet, but I have friends that have kids and they probably take these courses. And as someone who wants to have kids one day, I would be extremely upset as a parent to find out this happening, especially when this Department of Education and teachers unions and other special interests are harming kids with inappropriate material. They don't want to leave this program in place. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And this is what happens when Republicans support gun control, even if they claim that this won't lead to gun control. Second Amendment and hunting don't go hand in hand directly. As I've mentioned before, the Second Amendment is not about duck hunting, but there are mechanisms in place where excise taxes on guns and ammunition help fund conservation programs. And the fact that these federal monies are now gone because of a so-called moderate gun control bill that passed and is being interpreted as such to remove anything that is perceived to be a dangerous weapon, whether it's a bow, archery, or a rifle, shotgun, what have you, used in these hunter education shooting sports activities in schools, they've been given free license. This is an unintended, rather intended consequence when you embolden an administration that doesn't have these interests in mind and at heart to do so here. I'm trying to control and temper myself here because 
this is something that does trigger a lot of effects. It, it makes me angry, even like I said, without kids, but they are eroding slowly, but surely the hunting and fishing heritage in this country. And now you have Republicans even overtly doing it too. And now they're saying, mea culpa, mea culpa, we didn't mean to pass this or, oh, we didn't intend for this to pass. And now you see even three Democrats, several of which are up for reelection, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, John Chester of Montana, Kirsten Cinema, have all said that, hey, we didn't support the BSCA to do this. This was not what it was intended. So now you even see a bipartisan a position to this interpretation of the BSCA. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news again, but this is what happens when you support supposedly moderate, supposedly well-intentioned gun control pieces of legislation. Other programs that are longstanding and have positive impacts on kids get thrown out the window. And this is what happens. I'm sorry to be a bearer of bad news and to be negative here and, and to appear blatantly partisan, but I'm criticizing both parties for doing this as a conservative it, it makes me livid that we could have predicted this and we have predicted this before such legislation is passed, but they don't listen and they still do this because they say it'll stop a mass shooting. I have yet to see the insertion of more gun control laws, any correlation of that deter crazy would-be criminals and criminals themselves with long rap sheets from going and committing further crimes or committing crimes Time and time again, there's, there's no deterrent here with gun control. And look what this has. You're, you're going to take away safety programs, true safety, gun safety programs from schools through this measure. But I think there is some sort of solace and relief that may be seen. Perhaps there is a congressional workaround to stop the bleeding here. We have seen a House resolution so far. I haven't yet seen a Senate version as of this recording passed just quite yet, but it's called the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act, and it is slated as a resolution to help stop the damage. And this comes from Congressman Mark Green of Tennessee and Richard Hudson of North Carolina, and it will clarify that ESEA funding does not preclude weapons that are used in training for archery, hunting, or other shooting sports. And I may be sitting down with both congressmen when I come back from Alaska. I have interest so far from Representative Green's staff, and I'm waiting to hear back from Congressman Hudson's staff. But I sent out an inquiry to see if we can get them to talk about the resolution. I would love to see a Senate version. I suspect a Senate version will happen. We'll probably see the Democrats who were big supporters of the BSCA also join Republicans to, again, maybe invoke the Congressional Review Act or put a resolution to stop this from transpiring, although it was enacted over a year ago. But like I said, this is part of the wider attack on true conservation. And this administration, hate to say this, hate to phrase it like this, they've weaponized government agencies, Department of Interior, Fish and Wildlife Service, U.S. Forest Service, Commerce Department, and the BLM, Bureau of Land Management, against true conservationists. They've strayed away from their mission statement to become factories where you can cry about lost wildlife or focus on ESG or something that is extraneous to their mission statement that has no bearing to their mission statement. And while they're doing that, they're quietly enacting and now overtly openly act enacting lead phase outs on public lands. Doesn't sound like a major problem, but it is. It's an incremental ban on the outdoor way of life, an incremental gun ban, if you will, ammunition ban. They're limiting access to prime offshore fishing locations through vessel speed restrictions. Millions of acres of public land hunting, especially in Alaska, 60 million acres, have been closed to non-resident or non-local hunting for caribou and other species. 
And another example, too, is the restricting of target shooting opportunities on certain Forest Service lands, namely those in Colorado and elsewhere across the country. Let's set the record straight before we move on to this brewing war in Arlington County, nearby Arlington County. The BSCA is extreme. Anyone telling you it was moderate, Republican or Democrat, clearly has this case to point to that it's not moderate and it did not promote safer, more inclusive and positive school environments, especially with these programs that are starting to be withdrawn. We're going to monitor the situation. I'm going to try to interview the representatives from NASP. I've also been connected to him. I will also try to talk to school children or program directors where they're going to feel this impact, negatively feel this impact. We're not going to keep this issue away. We're going to highlight this more. But this is what happens when you support gun control legislation, no matter how innocent sounding or moderate it is packaged. Look what's happened since it's gone into effect, since implementation. They stripped schools of funding for school archery and hunter education programs. That's what I'm going to leave you with here. You make your own assessment. You could totally disagree with my assessment here. I invite you to do so. But the evidence is clear. It stems from this moderate gun control bill. And that's how this administration is going to interpret it. Republicans with Democrats gave them the ability to do so here. They gave them the discretion to interpret law like this. And that's a mistake. This is what happens. Not very many good bipartisan pieces of legislation occur. We like to highlight the true good bipartisan pieces of legislation that are considered and we have here, but this is where bipartisanship goes awry. And I hope these lawmakers look introspectively at themselves and see what they did here. They need to beg for forgiveness and they need to concede that they were wrong to support this piece of legislation, not say that it was misinterpreted. If they fail to reverse course here, their constituents may decide to not reelect them to office. I think this should be a election 2024 issue, the attack on true conservation, on normalcy, on, you know, having pro-family activities such as this, true environmentalism. Why this is not a more relevant issue on the campaign trail is beyond me, and it astounds me. I've told people, you need to appeal to hunters and anglers. Hunters are a huge potential voting block, especially for those of you in the Republican circles. You do not reach out to the sportsmen and women you should be reaching out to. And they're very distrustful of a lot of Democrat policy positions. So you're alienating them here, especially if you support stuff like this, like the BSCA. When we are able to make contact and deliver interviews with Congressman Mark Green and Rich Hudson, I will deliver those for you. But as you can tell, I'm very frustrated by this. People in my side of the aisle are also to blame for this. And I hope they have some introspection about not giving wins to political opponents who don't act in good faith with respect to Second Amendment or hunting. You all have heard about deer management programs in urban outposts and some of the controversies and bizarre kind of recommendations that they have. If you guys remember a few years ago, I believe it was Stanton Island in New York City, one of the boroughs there, that had this grand idea to help control the overpopulated deer population. They were going to recommend for sterilization of deer to stop them from re reproducing, to stop them from having babies, thinking that it's going to be great and a proper stewarding of taxpayer dollars. Turns out that experiment did not work. 
Now it seems like they want to recreate that situation in neighboring Arlington County. I live in Fairfax County, Virginia, and we do have archery opportunities here in my county. You have to go through training, and I think I may try to do that in the coming years. I've just tried to perfect rifle shooting first, but I haven't really wrestled with archery yet. I've done some bow archery a little bit, crossbow more so. That's fun to shoot from, but I haven't really done much of bow archery but eventually I do want to try to be enrolled in my county program, but Arlington County doesn't seem to have a program in place. And friend of the show, recent guest, repeat guest, Katie Pavlich, you guys know her from Fox News, townhall.com and her Fox Nation series. She alluded to this story, I believe during our interview, but if she didn't, she told me about this and I've tried to spread awareness about this on social media, but now it's a perfect time to weigh in on this. And I have a companion article for VIP readers at Town Hall today who want to learn more about the situation. But for a Cliff Notes version, Arlington County has decided that they want to implement a deer management project. And it's long time coming, they say. They've said on their government page that white-tailed deer are native to Arlington, belong here, and are a central part of the ecology. However, when there are too many deer, they can harm the environment by eating certain plants faster than they can grow back and will compete for food, which can lead to malnourishment, disease, and increased mortality rates. Arlington does not have enough predators for deer, so the deer population can grow too quickly and upset the balance of nature. This project aims to identify ways to protect Arlington County's own natural land parks so that all the plants and animals that are a part of the county's ecosystem can live and thrive here. If you guys don't know, Arlington County also has a lot of bear sightings recently. I'm jealous of my neighbors in Arlington County because I would love to see black bears here in my neck of the woods in Fairfax County, but they don't travel this far quite yet. But you guys get to see black bears. There's a lot of unique wildlife. There are coyotes, deer. You could see a lot of impressive apex predators and cervids. Even contrasted with all the development that has happened here, especially since I've moved here and even predating my move here, I've heard from friends who've been in this area their whole lives and for many, many decades who have said that, you know, wildlife has bounced back tremendously here. And that's obviously evidenced in Arlington County here. So they want to have three goals. They have three goals, investigate and address the potential need for active deer management in county-owned natural land parks, some of which fall within natural resource conservation areas. They want to delineate potential management strategies to mitigate negative ecological impacts, identified sustained healthy deer population, and protect forest habitat on public land for native flora and fauna. And they also want to delineate a monitoring program to assess the effectiveness of any plan implemented. And here is what the scope of work is said to include. They're going to conduct deer browse impact surveys within county-owned natural land parks, combine new and past data with a review of relevant literature and regional benchmarking to determine if active deer management is necessary to meet county stewardship goals, delineate a suite of potential deer management strategies to achieve or maintain stewardship goals on county-owned natural land parks, engage the community and stakeholders throughout the process, present draft recommendations for deer management in county-owned natural land parks, and a monitoring system to assess the effectiveness of any plan in the county board. So far, there have been four recommendations published in Arlington Now about what they intend to do, and some of the recommendations are pretty reasonable. Some of them are not. And the four management strategies include sharpshooting, citizen hunting, sterilizing, or building fences. After much consultation, I think with White Buffalo Inc., 
that determined that parts of Arlington County may have deer populations that exceed healthy numbers, according to the County Department of Recs and Parks, charted out a mitigation strategy. And like I said, they have four strategies that they want to recommend. I think the citizen hunting option is probably the best and most practical means to steward taxpayer money. And you're going to use less taxpayer money in the process. And unsurprisingly, we see the Animal Welfare League of Arlington say that there has to be no deer management and deer are not the problem here. And they are in a tussle now with Arlington County's Forestry and Natural Resources Commission, who has said that some deer management has to take place. And they call out the Animal Welfare League for saying that they're publicizing incorrect and misleading information about deer management, according to a letter. And I'm reading this from Arlington now. But now onto the letter that the agency shared in contrast with the Welfare League of Arlington. Here is what it says. They said this to the county chair, the Forestry and Natural Resources Commission recognizes and appreciates the thoughtful and substantively sound approach taken by the Department of Parks and Recreation on the important issue of deer management. As the FNRC previously described in our letters in October 2020, November 2021, and June 2023, we believe that reducing the size of the deer population in the county is critical for preserving and enhancing the county's natural resources on public and private land. The commission also understands that deer management can be an emotional issue with strong opinions on both sides of the issue. That is why it is so important that the discussion and the public education efforts be firmly grounded in facts, not emotion, supported by the best scientific research. It is especially unfortunate, therefore, that the Animal Welfare League of Arlington has been publicizing incorrect and misleading information about deer management. The FNRC has been a strong supporter of AWLA in the past, And the commission is reluctant to criticize such an important community organization. But in this case, the FNRC believes we have no choice. In keeping with the key mission elements in our charter, the FNRC has a civic duty to point out and formally object to the disinformation of the AWLA, which could cause serious harm to the county's natural resources. I love this. Good for them. I'm on team FNRC here. Here are the most damaging or incorrect misleading statements that the AWLA has posted on its website or sent out emails to its supporters. As explained in the contractor's report to the county, the natural resources of the county are clearly suffering from the efforts of deer overpopulation because the number of deer exceed the so-called, quote, carrying capacity of the environment. The AWLA, however, disputes the conclusion of overpopulation, arguing that, quote, carrying capacity is a, quote, political judgment that is not rooted in biology. That is simply wrong. The concept of carrying capacity has been explicitly recognized for more than 180 years, is taught in nearly every ecology textbook, and has been successfully used to study the populations of thousands of different species, including many individual populations of deer. AWLA is likely confusing, quote, cultural carrying capacity with ecological carrying capacity. AWLA states that, quote, hunting deer can negatively impact other animals such as snakes, salamanders, amphibians, and other invertebrates. Not true. All the evidence, including numerous peer-reviewed scientific studies, show the exact opposite. Deer overpopulation has devastating effects on the songbirds, small mammals, reptiles, amphibians, insects, and other creatures that depend upon the understory habitat that overlaided deer populations destroy. AWLA erroneously states that Arlington County does not have a deer overpopulation problem. They use the number of deer spotted in a drone survey, 290, to calculate that Arlington County has 13 deer per square mile within the scientifically accepted carrying capacity for deer of 5 to 
15 animals per square mile. But this argument is both wrong and absurd. First, the survey contractor clearly stated that the drone count was an absolute minimum count and the number of deer is likely higher. More egregious, the AWLA argument assumes that all of Arlington, including the extensive urban corridors and single-family neighborhoods, provides active deer habitat. In fact, as the drone survey clearly documented, the deer population is concentrated in county and private park and recreational land. When one uses the, quote, open space, end quote, or historical natural areas in the county as a denominator of the calculation, the population numbers rise to a staggering level. 60 to 250 deer per square mile. The studies done by contractors Steward Glass and White Buffalo for the county show that the deer in these areas are having a devastating effect on the vital forest understory and other plants with browse rates ranging from 80 to 100%. Restoring a healthy environment requires significant reductions in these browse rates. AWLA opposes deer management options that would reduce deer numbers through hunting, arguing that Fairfax City has effectively controlled its deer population with deer sterilization in Fairfax City. This is not correct. The Fairfax City project was a five-year study. It has been stopped and did not show success. Indeed, we understand that the Department of Wildlife Resources will not approve sterilization as an effective management tool. In contrast, successful culling programs have been implemented in scores of urban and suburban communities across the U.S., bringing dramatic improvements to local environments. Frankly, the FNRC is puzzled by the AWLA's opposition to reducing Arlington's deer population because studies also show that lower numbers of deer in the county would result in a healthier deer, an outcome that an animal welfare organization should support. Finally, the FNRC objects to the AWLA's characterization of advocates for deer management as being anti-deer. Nothing could be further from the truth. The FNRC believes deer are beautiful examples of the magnificent nature that surrounds us. Deer are native to our area and they belong in our forests. However, our precious natural environment is now significantly out of balance. If the county fails to manage the deer population, the deer will continue to destroy the habitat that sustains all local wildlife, including the deer themselves. This was a great letter. And in the Arlington Now article, they say that it's not deer that are to blame for the understory problem. It's climate change and traffic. Of course, they're going to invoke climate change. Not surprising. And this is what happens with animal welfare organizations at the federal level. The NRDCs, the Humane Society, they're all one and the same. This is just a local one that pretends to be for animal welfare. But as I read for you all, I had to read that because that was such a great letter. You can read it in the show notes for yourself. Share it. I think every conservation commission outlet should use the same language as these folks did in Arlington County to repel the nonsense and misinformation that comes from these so-called animal welfare groups. And if you don't know, a final thought here. Liberalized hunting regulations, you have to have a hunting management system in place, have led to the exploding of population of deer. When you have ability to cull these numbers and to manage deer effectively, not hunt them out of extirpation, not hunt them to extinction, but when you enact hunting seasons and people follow the law, as most of them do, you will see populations explode and rebound We've talked about this with the North American model of wildlife conservation. When regulated hunting was introduced and wildlife agencies were created, this is what has resulted. You've seen popular species, commonly seen species now, are overabundant, abundant in most cases, and you need a hunting system in place, even in urban areas. 
So I support in my neighboring county, Arlington County, them proceeding with a plan that does include citizen hunting, and it's not going to be rifles. I anticipate if they do approve a citizen hunting program as a recommendation, it's going to be bow archery. It's not going to be anything loud that you will hear or that will obstruct or destroy. Um, Most likely it'll be archery like what we see here in Fairfax County. So the deer wars have commenced to our neighbors in Arlington County. I was unaware of the case study in Fairfax City, but as the County Forestry Commission noted, that failed to stop overpopulating deer population numbers from decreasing. So forced sterilization does not work. Who would have thought? I think that was pretty given. We all understand that to be the case. And it's also a terrible use of taxpayer money. Let the hunters hunt. It'll be great to share venison. Let people get venison. Venison is delicious. It's healthy, much better for you, especially in a world where we're being encouraged to abandon meat, to eat lab-grown meat, or to eat bugs. Wild game meat is good for you. There are many ways to prepare it and more people hunting, buying licenses, learning about conservation is great. And I hope people learn about this system in place that we've talked about here on the show and we talk about elsewhere. I talk about elsewhere. Everyone you know who listens to podcasts or goes on media follows this beat well. We know this and now it's time for our friends in Arlington County to be aware of this too. Misinformation is going to be hard to overcome because they have really played into the pathos and emotion of deer. And I love seeing deer. Deer are great. They eat my garden. They eat my vegetables here, but we still love them and you can coexist with them, but they got to be managed guys and gals in Arlington County. So get over yourselves and practice true conservation. And hopefully Katie or anyone else in Arlington County who has the opportunity to manage them, if it is approved, they can report back to us how the program went. We'll keep tabs on this as well. This is always fun to document and watch what happens in our backyards, especially these kind of bizarre proposals. But let's hope some good comes out of this and cooler heads prevail. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure you're connected to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also on your preferred player, we recommend Apple Podcasts, where you can leave us reviews if you really like the content. Share the podcast with friends who may be interested in learning more about what's trending in conservation and the related industries that entangle with it and sometimes work against it as well. Thanks for listening to the show and stay tuned for the next episode.